Welcome to the Intersecting Us podcast, where math and life intersect. In today's podcast, Dave and Brian consider the infinite side of math and the eternal side of life. We do want to talk about infinity, and you brought that up earlier, infinity and eternity, because that is a springboard for us in video series and in the way we're going to interact, at least at the beginning, in intersecting us on the website podcast. Start us off a little bit with infinity, why that was such a good intersecting point for math and life. Well, sure. As we talked about, math is a collection of things where you take different ideas like odd numbers and you connect them to squares. And so there's this connected ability that math has. And when you get into the deeper parts of math, the cool thing is that what often is the thing that connects things together is when we bring infinity into the equation. And that seems like that's an odd idea, but that's how a lot of the math concepts work is when we allow math to go to infinity, all of a sudden we get things that are connected that we never thought would be connected. Just to give you an example, take those odd numbers again that we talked about, and rather than adding them together, let's flip them over and make them a fraction. And so rather than one plus three plus five, we're going to take one over one and one over three and one over five. And instead of adding them together, flip the sign. So we're going to have one over one minus one over three plus one over five minus one over seven. Now we have this weird combination of odd numbers coming together in a series. They're now not the numerator on top. They're the denominator of a fraction. We change the sign, so that's an unusual twist to it. And there is an infinite number of those odd numbers out there. And if we continue that pattern and allow that to go to infinity, something really sparkling happens. There is a limit as to what that number approaches. It comes to and approaches a number. Then whatever that number is, we'll just call it X. When we take that number times four, the result is pi. Pi. Hmm. Before we connected the odd numbers to a square, pi is connected to a circle. So now all of a sudden, we got the odd numbers connected to a circle. And that one is a little bit more difficult to try to connect to. But the previous one, we were just able to put the dots together. This one requires more detailed math that we're not going to get into today. But just sit back and marvel at the idea that this pattern of taking odd numbers, putting them in denominator, alternating the signs, and letting that flow to infinity, which, what does that even mean? How do we add an infinite set of numbers and then know it approaches something, and then it approaches this mystical number of pi? That was something that Leibniz, a mathematician, was famous for putting together, and actually it was known even before Leibniz, But those are the things in math that when you go to infinity, all of a sudden it approaches some reality. And that gives us a clue or an intuition that there is a pattern to the infinite. Math is in this abstract world that we work with in that Narnia world. And we can work with an infinite collection of numbers and make sense of it. And so. 
I think, first of all, it's just cool to do that. It's kind of fun to do that. But how does all that work? Why does it work? Why do we even understand that that works? You know, all those things are kind of a mystery to me, but it does give me the notion that this idea of something that goes on forever is not a unreasonable concept to consider, that it becomes something familiar to me, and I'm not put off by thinking about the infinite and that something could last forever. That's kind of where my math brain is at uh, when I think about things that go on forever. If we start thinking about that in that other world, that real world, the idea that things could go on forever certainly does not seem like a foreign concept because I've already been wrestling with that in the math world for a long time and math people have been wrestling with that. So it's not anything that seems weird or obscure. Well, I think as finite beings, we struggle with that, you know, mm-hmm. thinking about because we, we really can't experience what, if we're talking about time, we had a beginning and this earth we have have an end. Brian talks about finding what brings us joy. But when you look at math is able to just easily do that. I mean, it just imposes yourself on it. It's like, I think you talked about in the past, uh, one of your grandkids saying, you know, it's like, what's the biggest number? And, and you say, well, and they'll say a big number, you know, a billion and six or something. And they'll say, well, plus one, you know, I mean, right. it just, it just comes. It's not, you're not really looking for infinity. It just kind of imposes itself on you in the math world. And Leibniz is one of those guys. And I read your Lazarus math story on him and Euler's, you know, these guys, you know, they were very, very bright. I mean, certainly, and, and they were driven. It kind of comes back to that same. It almost seems like they had joy doing this, whether or not it had a utility. And I don't know if people know Eric Liddell. He was a, a runner to, in England, a real spiritual guy, too. Dave, you're a runner. Uh, you know, you, you run quite a bit. Um, I was a sprinter, so uh, I run and then I stop really fast, you know. Mm-hmm. But but I remember a quote from him, and I might not get it exactly right. You, you can certainly Google it and get it better than I am. And Lucky Muppy, he's got a great story. Well, Chariots of Fire, if you've seen that uh, movie, uh, that's about him, or at least part of about him. But he, it, it's something along the line. He says, when I run, I feel like I'm doing what I've been created to do. And so it was more than just I got 26 miles in or I got right. it was it was what I was created to do. And and that is something that's really neat. You see that and it's very inspiring when you see the movie, you read the books, you see how this guy was just wired really well for life and, and, and running. But mm-hmm. then you go into the the Leibniz and the Oilers of the world and, you know, probably the Einstein. These guys are wired to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They probably, I don't know. I don't, I guess I don't know if Leibniz was a runner. I <laughs> guess some of these guys probably couldn't even run across the room, but that's not what they're gifted at. But I could see it when that, with those guys saying, you know, when I do this, when I probe this odd number and I get the squares and I get the pie, you know, which is circular and I just feel like I'm doing what I was created to do. Right. Know? And I do see that a little bit in you when you talk about math mm-hmm. and you get into this beauty part. That it's kind of like you're hitting that. And boy, we can, if we can do that in life where we hit that stride where they, this is what, this is what I've been created. This is what I'm wired to do. And it gives me joy, not just utility. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And the thing that uh, drives me sometimes is I really think that everybody to some extent is wired that same way. And that's part of what makes it difficult for me when I, 
see people frustrated with math because they see math as a subject. They remember all those red inks. They think of thick textbooks, the grade that wasn't so good, how hard it was. And then, of course, the thing they did was they worked on it and they never knew how it connected to, to life. And so it was hard. Their struggle, and it didn't seem like it had any benefit at all, perhaps, other than maybe I can be a better shopper and I could calculate my balance, my checkbook. But for the most part, once you got into algebra, it seemed like it was almost useless information. And that's how people think of math. And I see people are drawn to flow and people love seeing patterns and we like symmetry. You know, that's what art is about. That's what music is about. And so in our Eternity series, we're going to tap into that flow of things that we think of life as beautiful that we can connect with. A preview of the Eternity video series. I think we can all connect with beautiful music. Now, I'm not saying we can sing it or play it, but we all like to listen to it. And we know math is behind the scenes in it. But what does that really mean? We're going to just give an example about how integers flow into beautiful music. So we saw odd numbers flow into a square. We saw odd numbers flow into pi. And we're going to show how integers flow into beautiful music that we can all play. So that's one video in our Eternity series. Another big part of it is actually going to be coming across a number. And I'm not going to tell you the number yet, but it's a famous number. But it's a number not connected to the physical world. So like pi is one of those mystical numbers that we've all heard about, and it's connected to a circle. And so we think of it as connected to the physical world. And here's a number that is probably more popular in the math world, and yet it's really not connected to the physical world, but it lives in that Narnia world in an amazing number of spots. It just shows up over and over again. And so it connects so many dots in that abstract world of math that mathematicians are like expecting it to happen, that we expect this thing to show up. We got this number that we don't really see it connected to the physical world, but it lives in this abstract world. And we're going to show how we can turn it into an infinite set of dance steps. And so we're going to put a little rhythm to it, make it into a dance. And then we're going to find out it ends. This dance ends at a surprising place. We don't think of an infinite set of dance steps ending somewhere. But again, there are surprises in math. One surprise is that an infinite set of steps do end up at one spot. And not only does it end at a spot, but it's a surprising place. So those are future videos. But then I guess that leads us to what is our first video? Um, well, before we get to that, I think maybe we want to talk a little bit about how the infinity and eternity interact with each other. Just because I, I think when we, we have these videos that are on the website and, and we'll be releasing those periodically, the first one, as you mentioned, Dave, is Eternity Series. Maybe we want to take a little bit of time to talk about why we came up with that. I mean, you, you've already hit that pretty well from the math side about how Infinity just kind of imposes itself on us, you know, just numbers themselves. You know, a three-year-old can understand that they don't stop. And so it's there. But then we cross that over into kind of a more of a philosophical side 
with those set of videos that start probing questions about how does that link into life? There's certainly a lot of stuff out there, as they say, you know, rocket science, uh, you know, quantum physics. Uh, we've talked about some of that calculus itself. Those things were discovered by letting math kind of take you there. And, and a lot of times it is the limit of going to infinity and, and letting the math kind of just uh, impose itself to real life, too, as far as the application in the physical world where you use the math to put GPS satellites up and all that. And that's that's one way to look at it. But we're kind of looking at it a little different way. And maybe I was just going to talk a little bit about what I see maybe the difference, and Dave, you can come in on this too, the difference between what we would call infinity mm-hmm. and eternity. They're similar. I guess you could say they both never end. <laughs> That'd be one. And then, you, of course, you've got infinity. It goes both ways. You know, you were talking about odd integers going forward, and you said the positive ones. Well, there's a negative set too, and that gets us at a whole nother level of math. So now you've got two directions, <laughs> you know, more than one, you know, but infinity, and I don't know if this is the right definition. Again, like, you know, you can always just look it up, but I think for, you know, infinity is essentially never ending numbers. Maybe we could, I mean, it may be more than that, but it's not less than that. Eternity really, I suppose, has more to do with time. When we think about if we say something's eternal, one of the definitions of eternal is never ending time. So I suppose we could look at eternity as a subset of infinity. Infinity doesn't have to be time. Your your timeline doesn't have to be, uh, your number line doesn't have to be time. It could be anything. I think that's where it crosses over. And so when you start looking, intersecting us again, math and life, if we look at infinity from the math side, what do we look at eternity from the life side? And then obviously the life that we all have a perspective of is our own. That's the questions in the first eternity video on the philosophical side is about existence. Do we have an eternal past? Personally, we don't. We kind of all know that. But what about other people, other things, other matter? And although we can look into those things. And then how does our future look? Eternal time. And what difference does it make? And, and to use kind of an analogy, which you were talking about, Dave, in the math world, we might just do this because it's kind of fun to think about. I don't know if we do that enough in the life world, uh, right? Because it's hard to think about sometimes. And we'll talk about that as we get into the video series. And, and one of the things we always want people to do is to interact with those. We want to do inter- intersect with you. That's, of course, the other way of what intersecting us is about. But I like to just sit around a fire or a kitchen table or a family room and just talk about eternity in life. And and math helps us do that. But I might not come to any conclusions mm-hmm. and I might not even when I go to bed that night, think about that. I really had a new utility after that, but it might just be fun, you know, right. kind of back to what we were talking about with the uh, infinity and just math itself and doing it because you're wired for that. But yeah, I know we've talked about it. You enjoy talking about eternity in life. I'm kind of wired to talk about eternity and all that life stuff, the philosophical stuff. And that just gives me joy to do that. But yeah, I really enjoy talking about the math stuff too. So is it possible, you know, that math can help us uh, give us some clues about, I don't know, beginning and ending of life? Mm -hmm. 
Right. Yeah. And I'm approaching it, like you say, from the math side and you're approaching it like from the philosophical side. Others are wondering whether eternity and infinity are real. And uh, it's interesting, you know, that's what cosmetologists are doing on the physics side is they're really wrestling with the idea is that is there the concept of infinity in the real world, like the beginning of time. And so they know that there's this idea of quanta, that there's particles, that there's this discreteness. Now, there may be billions of these things, but they're all separate, discrete concepts. And they are trying to look out into the cosmos and ask the big questions of, is there an infinite space? Is there an infinite future? You know, all these things they are wrestling with. And so it's kind of neat to approach this concept from different angles because none of us were there in the beginning. So we're all just talking about things using the best tools we have. But, you know, we think that is worth our time to actually sit down and think about these things. And so hopefully we will inspire you to think about these things from a math perspective. But more importantly, and this is why I appreciate having Brian around, from a life perspective, because at the end of the day, our lives are what really is important. And, you know, math can be beautiful and and whatnot. But, you know, when I die, uh, the math part of my brain probably will cease to exist or who knows what. But, you know, what will happen to me as a person? You know, that's kind of like the bigger question. And so we're going to look at things from different perspectives, but uh, we really think it's worth thinking about these things. And so we want to challenge you and how you are thinking about those things. Well, I think the what if questions keep coming to mind. You, you talked about Einstein, you know, he obviously had some what if, you know, what if I do it this way? What if I think about this way? You know, I guess it's kind of like the scientific method. You keep hypothesizing and you keep trying to see if this works. And I think this works with math and and even science. It certainly works with philosophy. It's like you can ask the question. There's the objective world out there that we see and we try to quantify. And that's what science does using math most of the time. Those things are, are objective, but sometimes you can look at it subjectively. Okay, you're the subject. I like to ask, even in math, it's like, how would you like this to work? And we know we're not in charge of everything. Obviously, that's that's true. But how would I like this math to work? And then you might find out, well, how I like it and how it works are different. Then you have to deal with that. But in life, when do we have joy and when we do we have sadness? We have joy when the things in life we like happen. And we have sadness when the things in life happen that we don't like. When we look at it that way. Is it possible that life might bring more joy later mm-hmm. and later, maybe 10 minutes from now? But when does that stop? Does it ratchet up? Obviously, all kinds of religions and philosophies from the dawn of humanity have been probing these questions. But I do right. think sometimes math, we can do this where we 
we limit ourselves too much. I think we do it in math, uh, where we, we try to stay just in the Euclidean plane. I've, I've even heard where, you know, you just, we, you get two dimensional space and that's all we got. We're the flat people. Mm-hmm. And then you put that third dimension in there and all of a sudden all, all these, these wondrous thing happens. And then if you go to the fourth, well, it's the same thing. Sometimes I think in life, we just look at everything kind of two dimensionally or mm-hmm. sometimes one dimensionally or right. back to the point versus the line. I think we we don't let our minds probe it. I think, what would I like? And I realize I could sit here today and say, well, I would like this, you know, A, B, and C, knowing that there's no chance, you know, empirically that that could happen. But that doesn't mean I can't think about it. Now, if you think about that and it makes you sad because you don't have it, but think about what's happening here. Mm-hmm. We finish by uncovering a human side to these difficult questions. We're starting to get emotion involved. You know, it's the old psychological question. Not that here on the podcast, we want you to lay on a couch, but, you know, how does that make you feel? Somewhere in Leibniz's mind, and I, I, in my mind right now, I'm thinking of a light bulb. A light went off. You know, well, we don't, not a real light, but in his mind, something clicked mm-hmm. because he was enjoying what he was doing. And he might have done that for years and nothing came of it, you know, mm-hmm. but yet because he, he enjoyed it because he was wired that way because he worked hard uh, too, those all came together. He found something that he would have never found if he didn't ask what if. Mm-hmm. And I think we see those and that crosses over so well. We see that and well, we see it in a lot of things, but art, science, certainly math. And then you see it in philosophy too. I mean, there were a few people before like Socrates and Plato and Aristotle, but those guys, why do we still remember those guys? Mm-hmm. Because they were willing to ask, what if, what if, what if life was this way? And, right. and, and this, does this connect uh, enough in, in my mind? So again, kind of circling back, we call this the eternity series. We don't, I guess you, you would know better than I would, Dave, but is eternity, do we quite use that term? Don't we just always use infinity in math? Is that right? Yeah. Correct. Yes. But it, it, they're not synonyms per se, but they're darn close mm-hmm. of the never ending part. I like the idea we made this the eternity series because it is about looking at life and then going back to math to show how that can intersect into ask probing questions, try to find joy in math. And then you move that over into life. And that can be for anybody listening to do that. So we're trying to connect, I guess, what we call the physical world back to your very first thing. A while back, uh, abstract world, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, in, in both yeah. math and philosophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> One nice thing about podcasts is we can go on a tangent, and I- I'm going to take a very quick tangent. You know, you brought up Leibniz and uh, how he, the light may have come on, you know, when he found that connection between the odd numbers and pi. Uh, from what history has shown us is that, you know, Leibniz was a brilliant guy. He wasn't just a mathematician. He did all kinds of stuff. And he was kind of like a renaissance guy. He wasn't a geek math guy at all. He kind of wasn't even focused a lot on math at first. He was doing all kinds of other stuff. But when he came up with this equation, when he saw that, it revolutionized his life. And all of a sudden, he realized, I want to change what I'm doing. And I want to really focus on doing math. Because he thought that if I can see this connection from odd numbers to pi, you know, that gave him joy. All of a sudden, he left other pursuits behind 
and pursued maths. And so uh, this formula kind of like uh, paved the way for calculus to be discovered by Leibniz uh, because he decided, hey, I, I want to do this for a living kind of thing. This has been the Intersecting Us podcast. To further engage with Intersecting Us, go to intersectingus.com.